God. Hallelujah. Amen. Come, take your liberty today. Praise the Lord, everybody. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. To be in the presence of God. Amen. I think we can take it for granted sometimes the opportunities we have to be in God's presence. Amen. But I'm thankful, very thankful for another opportunity. Amen. To worship Him. Praise God. Amen. It's good to be here this morning. If you would turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter number 2. Amen. Very, very familiar scripture that probably a lot of folks here could quote. Amen. Praise God. I was driving around yesterday when Pastor Regan texted me and me and Trey went shopping during a shower yesterday. Praise God. And so I got tired of getting soaked because every time we got out of the car, and then I had to go unbuckle him. By the time we got in the car, I was getting wet. And so we just came back and sat in the parking lot and waited, and he fell asleep. So I had peace and quiet. And uh, this thought began to work its way in my mind while I was sitting in my car. Praise God. And let's see what happens today. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. This title is not going to make a whole lot of sense based on that scripture reading, but just hold on. But I'm going to title this message, A Day Like Any Other Day. A Day Like Any Other Day. Can you raise your hands, ask the Lord to have his way in this place this morning. I need your help, today, God. I need your touch and your anointing, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, take every thought into captivity this morning. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. And you may be seated. If we look back into the book of 1 Samuel, we find there... The story of this young man named David. Uh, David is without a doubt one of my favorite men in Scripture. As a matter of fact, when I first started out preaching, they used to make fun of me because there was never a message I preached where David didn't work his way in somewhere. Amen. And he's worked his way back in there again today. Amen. But we find that while he was out in his father's field, his daily routine was to watch his father's sheep. When he woke up in the morning, that was what his day was going to bring. But we can read about a few days where it started out as a normal day, but ended up not being quite so normal. Because there was a day when a lion came after his sheep. 
and David killed the lion. There was a day that a bear came after his sheep, and two, he killed that bear. And, uh, and he didn't have the kind of weapons that we had. In fact, he tore one of them, and uh, he smote it, grabbed it by the beard. I'm telling you, he was a brave man. Amen. But it was a day that started out like any day, but somewhere through the day, things began to change. There was a day that he was sitting out in his field minding his own business and watching his sheep. Maybe he was playing his harp and, and singing a song of praise. And uh, a servant came to him and said, you've got to get home right now. And I'm sure like any other young man, he would have said, why? And, uh, and I'm just supposing all of this, but I imagine that man looked at him and said, because the man of God is there, and, uh, and every one of your brothers has passed by him, and he, he, he said that they weren't the right one, and, uh, and they're standing there waiting for you. And so David came running home, and uh, when he got home, all of a sudden there was the man of God, uh, and he took that horn of oil and poured it uh, over the head of David, anointing him to be the next king of Israel. It was a day that started out like any other day, but in the middle of the day, his life was changed forever. Hallelujah. I know that he went right back to the field, but I'm telling you from that day until the day he took the throne, it was a process of God putting him where he wanted him. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There was a day that he woke up uh, and started out just like any other day. Uh, and his dad said, hey, uh, I want you to take some things to your brothers. They're off at the battlefield, and uh, I want you to take some food to them. And so he loaded up and headed out to the battlefield. Uh, and when he gets there, he doesn't find a victorious army. He doesn't find an army full of confidence, but he finds a group of men that are scared, that are hiding from a giant. Hmm. And David begins to look around, and he's like, well, what's going on here? Why, why is everybody hiding? And, uh, and this man stood up, and Goliath stood up and uh, issued his challenge again. And those men ran and hid, shaking and trembling in fear. David was like, what in the world is going on? And he began to say, well, what's going to happen to the man that takes this guy down? And they began to tell him. His brother came to him and said, I know the naughtiness of your heart. Where are those few sheep that you watch? Began to tear him down. And, and David uh, he, he said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? And, and he said, you know what? I, I'll go out and fight him. And uh, they took him to Saul, and, and Saul tried to put his armor on him, but David had not proved it. And, uh, and he said, no, he had complete confidence in the, in the weaponry he had, which was a sling. And he went down to the brook and picked five smooth stones. And, and we know the story how he went out and he faced Goliath. And uh, he slung that stone and took him right in the forehead. And down went Goliath. And he took Goliath's own sword and cut his head off. And, uh, and when the men of Israel saw what had happened, uh, all of a sudden they got some courage and some strength in them. And the Philistines began to run and the Israelites began to pursue. And they won a great victory. But it was a day... It started out like any other day. Well, praise God. There was
was a man one day that he started out just like every other day as well. He went and he found his little spot, no doubt led there as he was a blind man by the name of Bartimaeus. And, uh, and he went down there to his begging spot. And, uh, and maybe it was a spot where he had had success in the past. And, uh, and so he was begging alms of those passing by. And he began to hear some commotion. And he said, what is all this noise? What, what, what's going on? And they said, well, Jesus is passing by. It was a day that started out like every other day. But there was something beginning to run through the mind of Bartimaeus. And, and he said, you know what? Uh, this is a man who's healed others. And uh, he's touched other blinded eyes. And uh, he's healed many things. And, uh, and there was something inside of him that rose up. Uh, and he said, Jesus, uh, thou son of David, uh, have mercy on me. Hallelujah. The ones that were sitting around him uh, that he probably sat with every day. Uh, they said, hey, hold your peace. Uh, just be quiet. You're bothering me. Uh, you're disturbing me. Uh, but he said, huh, uh, I've got to get his attention. Uh, he has my answer. Uh, he has what I need. Uh, Jesus, thou son of David, uh, have mercy on me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Luke chapter 18 and 38. And he cried, saying, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. They which went before him rebuked him. They didn't just tell him to be quiet. They rebuked him that he should hold his peace. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some that said, hey, you don't have anything to offer him. Just be quiet. Just accept where you're at in life. Just accept your circumstances. You are what you are. You're always going to be what you are. Just sit there and be quiet. But he cried so much the more. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. It started out like any other day. It started out like any other day. The same morning routine. It was a day like any other day. There was a woman one time. Her day started out normal as well. Somewhere in the midst of that day, there was sin that was practiced. She was caught. And they grabbed her and took her because Moses' law stated that she should be stoned, caught in the act of adultery. That was not a good turn to a day. Because there was no doubt that she knew that was the penalty. And they, 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 they took her to Jesus and, uh, and they were trying to use it as an opportunity to trip him up. 
and looking for something to accuse him. And they came and brought her to him. And he, he, he just didn't even say anything. But he stooped down and began to write in the dust. There are many men who have wondered and would love to know what he wrote in the dust. But we have no idea. And in John chapter 8 verse 7, it says, So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. They were wanting his permission to go stone her. They were wanting him to say, yeah, that's what you should do. Or they were wanting him to say no so they could have cause against him. And he didn't answer them until he finally stood up and said, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. Can you imagine this man <clears throat> looking at you and saying, he that is without sin, throw the first stone. And beginning to think back over your life and realize that there's probably some things in their lives that were worthy of stoning also. Well, I could get sidetracked right here real quick, but I'm just going to keep going. It's real easy to look and criticize somebody for what they're doing. But sometimes we need to step back and look at ourselves. Because I promise you, this guy, this guy standing in front of you is not a perfect man. And there's been failure in my past. How can I look down upon somebody else when I can think of the mercy of God in my own life? Hallelujah. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman! Where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. He said, I'm not condemning you either, but I'm not justifying you either. Oh, hallelujah. He said, Go and sin no more. Facing certain death, facing pain and agony. Instead, she found something that we could call mercy. It was a day that started out like any other day, but she found herself in need of mercy. How many times have we woke up in the morning and thought this would be a day like any other day? And somewhere along the way we stumbled and found ourselves in need of mercy. 
Psalm 86 and 12 says, I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me. Why do we come in here and praise him? We can praise him because his mercy is great. Thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. Oh God, the proud are risen against me. And the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul and have not set thee before them. But thou, O oh Lord, art a God full of compassion. God's looking down on us today with compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. Oh, turn unto me and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant and save the son of thy handmaid. For show me a token for good that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou, Lord, hast opened me and comforted me. <coughs> plenteous plenteous in mercy and in truth a day like any other day hallelujah we read in our text this morning about the day of pentecost as near as I can tell, the day of Pentecost happened about 10 days after Jesus told them to go and tarry in Jerusalem and wait for the promise somewhere around there. And there they were tarrying and waiting for the promise. And I, I don't know how they were going about it. I somehow feel like they were spending time together in prayer and getting a hold of God. And this day started out like no doubt the other 10 days had started out. But this day was different. Because while they were in one mind, in one accord, in one place, they were all there together with the same focus. Mm, hallelujah. You know, it's amazing to me just to think about what can happen when a body of believers gets together with one mind and one accord with the same focus, with the same drive, and the same desire, not worrying about themselves, not worried about position, not worried about trying to get some kind of influence, but get their mind saying, I want a move of God. We need to feel the presence of God. Forgetting about all the little things that are going on and the little offenses and the little words said here and there and said, no, that's not important today because we've got to get a hold of him. I'm not concerned if someone takes my spot. I'm not concerned if my parking spot's taken. I'm not concerned about how fast or slow the music is. I just want to touch Hallelujah. 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 Woo. There's no telling what God could do in this place this morning if we can forget about everything going on and saying, God, whatever your will is, whatever. 
whatever your desire is, God. I just want what you want. Hallelujah. 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 Woo. Mm. There's power in unity. There is power in unity. Hallelujah. You want to see revivals and miracles and signs and wonders? You better get unified together to the same cause. Oh, hallelujah. We can't have revival if there's not unity. We can't see the move of God we desire if there's not unity. We've got to bind together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, there was a whole lot more than 120 people on the day that Jesus ascended, but there was 120 like-minded people. I'm about to get ahead of myself, but I'm telling you what, when we bind together, there is no telling what God will do. Boy, they got together, they were praying, and the Holy Ghost fell in that place, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. There's no reason that one person should leave this house today without the Holy Ghost. We should all leave today filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell you what, the, yeah, that upper room could not contain them when they were, I'll tell you what, they left that upper room at some point because there were folks out in the street that heard them in Acts chapter 2, verse 7. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? They could tell who they were by their dress, by the way they looked. They knew who they were. And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and in Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Now, if God doesn't know how to orchestrate things, he let the Holy Ghost fall when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the Feast of Pentecost, when all these folks scattered from abroad came together. <laughs> they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. They were confused. Because to all of those people, it was just another day. It was a feast time. It was going to be like every other feast of Pentecost. They came together. It was just going to be like it had always been. They, they were not expecting what they heard and what they saw. They were perplexed, confounded. They didn't know what to do. So a lot of folks, when they don't know what to do with something different, they begin to mock it. Oh, hallelujah. 
those things that we don't understand oftentimes begin to get mocked. Well, praise God. And they began to mock them, saying, man, these are just drunk people. Now, I've never been drunk, but I'm guessing if I was drunk, I'd still be speaking in English because I don't know any other languages. So that wasn't a very good explanation. Praise God. But Peter got up and began to explain to them what had happened, began to preach under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And in verse 37, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. They thought it was going to be a day like any other day. But I want to tell you, when 120 people got their minds made up and got to one accord, they shook that city. <coughs> 3,000 souls. In one day, to understand the power of unity. This ain't in my notes, but I'm feeling it anyways. Do you understand the power of unity? Praying together, lifting each other up, working together for the kingdom of God. I believe that as children of God, he gave us power to be a witness. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, if you want to read it for yourself. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. He gave us the Holy Ghost that we could be kingdom minded. To be kingdom-minded. And that's not the kingdom of Ted Tolstead. It is the kingdom of God. I'm not concerned with church growth. I'm concerned with kingdom growth. I am sick to hear of folks that are growing their churches by stealing from everybody else. That is not kingdom growth. If you are kingdom minded and want to see the kingdom of God advance, it's the ones around us that are lost and dying on their way to a devil's hell. 
That's who we've got to reach for. We've got to be kingdom minded. Well, praise the Lord anyhow. I want to be kingdom minded. Praise God. This old boy was born with a temper. All right. I kind of have it under control these days. I try. Amen. Holy Ghost helps a lot. Because without it, I probably wouldn't be under wraps very good. Oh boy. What's going to happen if I'm in some local establishment having something, eating food or having something done and it's not to my exact standards and I absolutely flip out on them? Or if I walk into a restaurant and leave without tipping, am I kingdom minded? <clears throat> You know, it takes years to build up a witness. It takes minutes to destroy it. Oh, hallelujah. I want to be about the kingdom. You never know when you might go in somewhere and an opportunity arise out of nowhere. Some place that you've gone for years talk to the same person for years and one day you walk in there and it's all different. Why? Because you're kingdom minded. We're binding together to a common cause. Oh, but that day started out like any other day, but it didn't end like any other day. Woo! Tomorrow you may get up in the morning like any other day and go to work like any other day. But that day could be a day when an opportunity arises to make a difference to somebody. What happens if we get up out of the wrong side of the bed? And we all do that. And all of a sudden... Instead of being thoughtful and caring, we're sharp and short. And that person that came desiring to ask, all of a sudden just stops the question from ever forming. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Saul of Tarsus, the great persecutor of the church. Pharisee of the Pharisee, knew the law inside and out. Greatly learned, greatly educated. Great persecutor of the church, not happy with the new movement that was sweeping through his area. He was consenting to the death of Stephen, held their coats while they killed him. In Acts chapter 9, verse number 1, <clears throat> And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any 
of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. It was a day like any other day. He was absolutely zealous about his work. He was doing everything, and he thought he was right. Well, praise God. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined right about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? The Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? The Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. When he got up, he was blind. They had to lead him into the city. God had gone to a man by the name of Ananias, and he wanted Ananias to go and, if you would, preach to Saul. Hananias thought that the Lord might have been a little forgetful and reminded him of who Saul of Tarsus was. And God said, He is a chosen vessel unto me. He is a chosen vessel unto me. This man that was imprisoning folks, no doubt killing folks, tearing apart the church or trying. God said he is a chosen vessel unto me. Saul was converted. We, of course, know him as the Apostle Paul, the great missionary who spread the gospel throughout his world. Such tremendous work of God that he did. But that day started like any other day. On a mission. Till that light shone down from heaven. God knocked him to his knees. This morning you may have woke up. Got out of bed. Just like every other Sunday morning. Maybe you argued with the wife a little bit or your husband. Kids were a little grumpy. Things didn't come together quite like you would. Just a normal Sunday morning. Caught a train on the way to church. Just another Sunday morning. Just another service. Sunday mornings, we're in church. It's just what we do. It's just another day. Oh, just another day. Just like David thought it was just another day. Just like Bartimaeus thought it was just another day. Just like that woman that was caught in adultery thought it was just another day. Just like those 120 got together and those 3,000 souls that got together. It was just another day. 
just like Saul of Tarsus when he woke up and headed towards Damascus. It was just another day. They didn't have any idea what was about to take place in their life. And I want to tell you this morning that today could be just another day if you want it. Or today could be the day that you meet the giant on the battlefield and you win a victory. Today could be a day that you receive a healing you've been longing for. Today could be a day that you can find that mercy that you're in need of. Today could be the day that you find the answer that you've been searching for. Or it can be a day like any other day. Today could be the day that you submit yourself to the calling of God. Maybe God's been dealing with you on something and you keep pushing it aside. Well, maybe today's the day that you can yield yourself to the drawing of God. Maybe you've been in a fight, and it's been a long one. And you woke up this morning, and the fight was still there. The hurt was still there. It's just another day. Just another day. Just another day. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 6 and 2, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Your prayer has not been in vain. Your prayer has not been in vain. <laughs> you say, well, I've prayed many times, yeah. And he has heard you. He has heard you. Oh, but I've been living with this for a long time. Yeah, I want to tell you, he's heard you. And it's your choice this morning. If you'd stand with me, please. This can be a day just like any other day. Or this could be a day that makes all the difference in your life. This could be the day that you completely yield yourself to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's so many men in Scripture, so many times God moved in amazing ways where they just woke up like any other day. That lame man that sat at the gate, beautiful. 
just like every other day. Lame from his mother's womb. But Peter and John, full of the Holy Ghost, went up to the house of God at the hour of prayer. As they passed by him, he asked, expecting to receive from them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. Such as I have, I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And you know, the amazing thing about that story is not that, it to me is that Peter didn't just stand there and wait for the guy to get up. But he reached down and grabbed him by the hand and pulled him up. And immediately strength came into his feet and ankle bones. And the man leaping up stood and walking and leaping and praising God went into the temple with them. And those people that were in there at that hour of prayer, they, they knew him. And they were astonished and amazed. They had talked by him every other day. It started out as a day like any other day. But he went home a healed man. Mm. What can happen in your life today? If you're willing to bring your need to him. Bartimaeus, in the, re the reading of the story we did today, it doesn't tell the version, but one of the versions, he, he, he threw off his cloak when he stood up. He didn't want anything that would hinder him from getting to Jesus. Maybe this morning it's time to remove some hindrances and say, God, whatever it is, I want to be a willing vessel. <laughs> I believe with everything in me that God has something for each and every one of us to do. If, our, if we'll yield ourselves to the hand of God, then let him reach down and do the work that he desires to do this morning. Every one of us could leave this place different than we came. Or we can walk out of here saying, well, it was just another day, just another service. Just another time sitting in the house of God. Or we can walk out a different person. I don't know what kind of need you have this morning, but I do know that we probably all have needs. I saw a lot of hands raised this morning. There's a lot of needs in this place this morning. But I'm telling you, today could be the day that makes the difference. It doesn't need to be a day like any other day. We're in the presence of God. Mercy's available. Healing's available. Direction's available. <laughs> There's a calling going forth, but he's waiting for an answer. We've got to yield ourselves to him. Hallelujah. This altar's open if you'd like to come and talk to the Lord. If you'd like to come and yield yourself to the reaching and drawing power of God. If you'd like to come and partake of his mercy. If you need strength. If you need an answer. He is the giver of our answers. He 
is our answer today. Don't let this just be another day. But won't you cry out to God? Won't you cry out to Him? Cry out for your answer. Cry out and let Him meet your need today. Don't worry about who's next to you. Don't worry about who can hear you. But cry out to Him with your whole heart. Don't let it be just another day. He has heard you. He has heard you. And today is the day of salvation.